For this episode, uh, Demand and me decided to play a, a game of 20 questions with none other than Bhai Chung Bhutia. We were the ones doing the questioning, of course. But the difference was that Bhai Chung didn't know the number of questions that he would be asked. And as the conversation progressed, we kind of lost count. But Bhai Chung, always a sport, didn't say even once that he was pressed for time. It led to a freewheeling conversation that began in his village in Sikkim and ended with his politics, with a lot of Indian football in between. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Bhargav. Uh, you know, the thing with Bhai Chung is that he has never shirked from making a point. Hmm. But at the same time, he has never sounded confrontational while doing it. Hmm. So over the years, from the time he took a stand uh, and pulled out of the Olympic torch run ahead of the 2008 Beijing Games, because by participating in that, he felt he would have let down his Tibetan friends mm. to pulling out of a game even earlier because the ground was not suitable. He has always stood out in Indian football. And I think that is why, even after nearly a decade of retiring from football, what Bai Chung Bhutia says matters. It, it matters when Bai Chung Bhutia weighs in on the game in India, doesn't it? Absolutely, absolutely, it does. So let's hear it from Bai Chung then. Bai Chung, thank you for your time and thank you for doing this with us. Uh, I called you up yesterday and you said that you're in your village now in Tinkitam. So are you taking a break now or is this also work? It's a work, work, family work. Okay. uh, I think it's important to bring my kids to my village and show them the roots so it's also kind of work more of holiday because right now Diwali I think uh, in Sikkim people do celebrate quite a lot so everything is shut mm-hmm. so okay for my kids to bring them here and we in fact uh, went to a very top of the hill but hiked and then by doing a camp with a tent and all that so the time work. How has life been in the lockdown? I, I we spoken some time back. You said you were in Siliguri, but how has life past seven eight months? I think work-wise it slowed down, but uh, now when I look back when it's open, I feel lockdown was better because uh, I think it taught us how to be patient. It taught us, you know just to chill and uh, not take life too 
competitive to everything, you know. So it taught us how to, I think, just relax a bit. And, uh, and then it taught us most thing is, I think, it's it's your life that is important. And uh, mm-hmm. you don't need to keep uh, competing and, you know, running after the world to do this and that. And then they build the health, your family, and uh, and just relax. And the traffic and and the noise and you know the pollution, things mm-hmm. things were quite nice. You could see that emptiness, uh, which was quite nice. Again, it's opened up now. Everything is back into rush. There's deadlines, work. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and Paichung, uh, how close are you to returning to how your life was before the pandemic? Uh, even if it means wearing a mask in public now? I think almost there because the only thing that, yes, mask, uh, we are wearing it and, you know, when when in public places. But uh, I guess uh, what I really think is it's important to stay fit and healthy mm-hmm. and develop your immune strong. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that is the most important thing. Uh, and only worry is that you might carry it and give it to some elderly people. That is the most uh, worrying factor. Mm. But uh, I think I'm not so worried and bothered about it so much, though it's important to take care. But, uh, Mm. you know, my kids were in Siliguri. We were traveling in Calcutta. So it was that uh, with making sure that even the kids are also, you know, working out and uh, developing their immune Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 doing some workout as well. So mm-hmm. uh, staying fit uh, is what I think is the most important fact thing. Right. And uh, let's talk about uh, football. I mean, the pandemic must have had an impact on the functioning of the Baichung Bhutia football schools. Uh, can you talk us through how it's operating these days? I th- it did affect quite a lot because, you know, the centers were shut, the football trainings were shut, and uh, it, was, it was challenging because we had uh, almost uh, 3,000 uh, training centers across India plus 3,000, and we had almost over 100 plus coaches working with us. Mm-hmm. So that way was difficult uh, uh, during the pandemic. But uh, once it started opening up, so now we've slowly started opening quite a few centers across different parts of the country. Mm-hmm. And our residential academy in Gurgaon, where we brought in the kids, done their tests, to make, uh, also making sure that the new ones who are coming into residential academy are quarantined, uh, done proper tests, mm-hmm. uh, and kept under bubble bubble thing. So... Uh, the residential academy is now, I think, on full swing open because, uh, you know, we, we're taking all the precautions that's required. Mm. Uh, and at the same time, the kids are getting to play, you know, football. Uh, those schools, academies, they're doing online. But uh, mm. I think that time and the space and, uh, and, and the timings are quite good at, at this moment uh, with, with the online classes going on. Mm. Okay, so, Baichong, uh, uh, football restarted sport in India uh, with the I-League uh, qualifiers and then the ISL starts later this week. So, what are your thoughts on the ISL? Yeah, I think it's uh, good that it's starting because, uh, you know, I'm sure the fans across India, football fans, at the same time, the clubs, uh, I think we need, we need 
the game to start. And it's good that starting it's starting in one venue, which is also I think a good idea right now with with pandemic and you know COVID nineteen. So very very excited. It's just that yes, the crowds are not going to be there, the fans are not going to be there. And mm-hmm. this year, I think with Mohan Bagan is coming into ISL, I think everybody's excited. It's just that uh, you know you don't get to see both the clubs playing in in Kolkata, uh, mm-hmm. Kolkata Maidan. That is, I think, I said that. But uh, I think uh, it's just about being patient, and uh, it it will. I think next year we will get to see the two clubs playing in Kolkata, and uh, and uh, I think a lot of the clubs coming to play against Israel Monbagan are are going to get. Yeah, it's a very, very difficult time, especially the <laughs> fans. Crowd. Okay. So, crowd. so, you know, that is what I think Indian players need, need that, you know, they does not experience that. So, yeah. I okay. think with East Bengal Monman coming in, I think the standard and the competition, the uh, the passion, everything is good. But at the same time, I think the players are also going to feel that uh, excitement, pressure, and, mm. and, and uh, you know, which usually you get when you play away matches. So that, I think, experience is going to help a lot of the players quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. And obviously, huge development for uh, Indian football in general and ISL in particular that both these uh, Kolkata clubs are now in the competition. Uh, we'll discuss that uh, in a bit, but I just wanted to know your thoughts on... Uh, I mean, uh, there are quite a few youngsters who will be uh, playing this season in the ISL. Is there any youngster mm. in particular that you'll be keeping an eye on? <laughs> Very difficult because <laughs> this year the footballs have not happened, uh, you know, and uh, not been able to really follow so much of uh, the young uh, uh, young players playing. Mm. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be difficult. It'll be interesting to see how our under-17 World Cup players are doing because few of them have signed up with uh, different ISL clubs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that is going to be an interesting thing where and how, you know, and uh, one player, at least we saw that during under-17 World Cup, Direct, the goalkeeper, was outstanding. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think he still is going to be one of the best goalkeepers we'll ever see in the future. So I've, mm-hmm. I've had very, very high hopes on him, but uh, he needs to also get the playing time wherever he's playing in whichever team in ISL. Mm-hmm. So, Michael, what about let's say young players like Vikram Pratap or Rohit Danu? I mean, have you ever seen them play? And also, you know, things like last time it was uh, Chennai NFC's Lalianzuala Chante, who was the highest Indian scorer from open play. Now, the reason why I'm asking you this is obviously India has had a problem with people getting goals. I mean, we've dependent on Sunil forever. Uh, after you stopped playing, and now with JJ not uh, coming back again, as Bhargav said earlier, we'll come back to JJ in a bit. But you know, these young players, how important is it for them to sort of use whatever opportunities they get in the ISL this time, uh, these Indian players? No, I think it's going to be opportunities, it's limited as well, but they'll have to really capitalize on that. And, uh, mm. uh, and, it's not going to be all the teams are not obviously going to play all you know foreign strikers. There will be a lot of Indian strikers playing, but a lot of those mm-hmm. places might be taken away by a lot of senior players like Sunil and JJ and uh, with Balwan. Uh, Bal- 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 so yeah. I think the younger players are you know they will get that opportunity, but they need to take those opportunities. It's it's just that I think. Uh, 
we've not been able to see that uh, that uh, young player taking taking those you know opportunities that has been given. So mm-hmm. I think they'll have to really work hard. Uh, they'll have to be patient, but uh, uh, you need to you need to take those chances and opportunities you get. Mm-hmm. That is very very important. With the number of uh, Indian players in the playing eleven restricted, uh, you can yeah. play uh, five five Indians now. So. Yeah. What happens to the other Indians in the squad? I mean, we okay, you're playing for eleven teams playing twenty uh, games, then there's a playoff, etc. But a bulk of the Indian players are not going to get any game time. How do you see a solution? What do you see as a solution to that? Uh, because this is a problem that has been persisting for uh, all these seasons of the ISL. No, I think you know it's not just in Indian football. I think it's across the world that is bound to happen and uh, if you look at premier league as well out of 11 players you'll see minimum seven or eight players from not from england you know outside right. so right. that competition is bound to be there and uh, you know it's for an indian isl it's important right now the league has to have a standard maintained you need to have okay. good players coming in obviously right now uh, we've been saying, you know, we need to increase the number of Indian players, which was okay right now. I think uh, now you you can have, I think, five or six, I'm not too sure, but earlier it was quite even less. Yes. And yes. And, and the problem that time was, uh, you know, you could have ISL players going and playing in I-League as well. There was that phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that which you was, can't do now. Yeah, which was which was very, very unfair. Then I think number uh-huh. of players playing the I-League was very, very limited. Then ISL, right. everybody played them. After three, uh, four months, they all came down and played I League. Right. That was was one of the biggest setbacks because then you don't have number of players, Indian players playing in top leagues. So uh, that I think now is gone. So still, uh, yes, we have less, but I think slowly it can be changed. But right now, I think it's important that the league also needs standards, quality, quality football to be seen by you know people. Uh, if that okay. does not, that does not happen, then I think uh, you know people lose interest watching Indian football, and that somehow is gonna uh, hamper in a long run right. Indian football. So uh, yes, I think the numbers can be increased slowly, mm-hmm. but uh, okay. I think that's everywhere. It's just not in India. But as I said, you know, if if there are young players who I think is capable of becoming a star, and it does not get then I think it's important for the club also to invest long time and see that he gets some playing time with I uh, okay. loan it out to I League or uh, or, or I League qualifiers, so that mm. you know the, he's getting some game time and and then they right. can take him off. Right, and uh, Paichung, this time we'll have a first uh, in Indian football uh, in FC Goa who will play in the Champions League, first Indian club to do so, uh, and at the same time we'll also have. Bengaluru FC and Mohan Bagan uh, in the AFC Cup. Uh, what are your expectations from these clubs? See, again, I think it's important that clubs in India has to sign players long-term, build long-term teams. <clears throat> now, FC Goa was outstanding last season and they were really, they played good quality, attractive football. <clears throat> the ones they changed the coach, I think a lot of the players have left, including foreign yeah. players and I think few yeah. important Indian players. Yeah, yeah, and that is where you know again when they're going to play this year ISL, it's almost going to be a new set of teams, and mm-hmm. then they qualify to play Champions League, which is one of the best leagues in a uh, top league in Asia because Champions League mm-hmm. is the highest mm-hmm. club level Champions League in Asia. 
So, you know, the last year's team, which was set and was really good, if they had gone on to play, could have made a big difference. But I'm not right. saying that this team won't make a difference. But, uh, you know, it, it's not easy to build a team. It takes time to build a team because you need the right players in the right places to really work as a team. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, FC Goa had got it last year. Mm-hmm. But now again, this mm-hmm. year with new management, new players, you know, it's yet to be seen and tested. But uh, and that is one of the biggest setbacks for them, I feel, this year. Right. What about Bangalore and ATK MB in the in the AC Cup? I think ATK is going to do quite well this year because uh, ATK and MB is, if you look at, uh, uh, it was Mohan Bagan that went on to win. Now they become ATK Mohan Bagan. Mm-hmm. So right. they have retained most of the players. ATK is retained. I think they have only got right. one or yeah. two players from Mohan yeah. Bagan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So is the only player. Yes. So that set is there with ATK, and uh, I think Havaz is is quite a sharp coach, uh, and he's, he really wants the best from all his players. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, for them, I I would see ATK Monmagan doing quite well uh, for for the UFC. Right, and uh, I think Bangalore as well. They've been a good team. They've been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we could we we can see that both both these teams could uh, do quite well because it's it's a AFC champion. It's not a Champions League. It's a AFC which is just below AFC. Yeah. So we could see both these teams doing well. Right, and uh, Baichung the league obviously starts in a couple of days and uh, it will run till January when we'll have a break. And till that time, players and staff would have been in the bio bubble for over three months. Uh, how difficult would it be for everyone who would be in the bubble? I think during that bubble, it's really difficult because more than anything else, I think you just tend to get a little bored mm-hmm. uh, and things. But now everyone, I think, has been out training. Hmm. So, you know, it's, it's mentally that way, you're not gonna, you're not, you're not gonna be. Uh, it's not very, very difficult. Hmm. But it's just that now, I think when you have this kind of situation, I don't see any team being favorite or any team is gonna, you know, be outstanding hmm. well. So every team has got great opportunity, including East Bengal, that built the team very, very late, hmm. uh, and uh, you know. It, with late management sign is getting the coaches very very late. Mm-hmm. I think they equally also have a good chance. I feel, though, you know, it's not going to be as 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 like ATK Mohan Bagan or a Bangalore FC. But uh, uh, I think everybody's got that time period with uh, COVID uh, and things like that. So there is there is a good chance for every team to do well. Mm-hmm. They want yeah, to clear cut phase. They okay. Okay. So, you know, I think the other thing is, you know, games will come thick and fast. So, you, you have games every three or four days. Now, given the fact that most of the players have not played for eight months, uh, this, the preseason has happened for around three weeks. Do you foresee a situation where there'll be uh, a spike in injuries, even though we are getting high substitutes? And, and I ask this because this is a problem that is being faced in the top leagues in Europe now. And they have had much less time off football than uh, the players in the ISL has. I think ISL won't suffer that because I think the players have not played so they're all fresh and they're ready to okay. you know, carry on for long. And, uh, you know, unlike Europe, you be playing the national, you're playing international matches, the league and the gap between the last season and this season is not there. So, 
you know, I think that is not going to happen with, with the ISL. I think they've had a long break. Uh, mm-hmm. The fitness-wise, I think in terms of the strength of the game, it was a nice novelty that we, we would want to see. But I don't mm-hmm. see much muscle cramp and, you know, and, uh, and psychologically getting, you know, fatigued uh, and getting, you know, tired. So I think that fresh, uh, fresh mindset uh, and uh, not playing for eight months, I think that is, that is, yeah, that hungry, hunger is going to come out and okay. you will see a lot of hunger and competitiveness in, in, in the match. Right. And uh, you just spoke about uh, the two Kolkata teams a while back. So, I mean, as, as someone who has played uh, with distinction for both Mohan Bagan and East Bengal, uh, how prepared would the two teams be for this season? ATK, Mohan Bagan, much, much more prepared. Uh, mm-hmm. And Thabaz is known for not changing so much of his players. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know he sticks by it, and uh, and uh, he's been with uh, Indian football for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So now he's got complete idea of the players, Indian players as well, and and the foreign players. Mm-hmm. So ATK Monman definitely much more prepared, mm-hmm. but uh, I think East Bengal is is not going to be far behind because Ravi found his own set of good foreign players mm-hmm. whom he's played and has that experience. So. Those players would know the kind of uh, demand and the system and, and tactical things what Ravi, Ravi Fowler, you know, does bring in. Mm. So it's about, I think, the Indian players to settle, settle down well and cope up with, with the system. Mm. So, yeah, and uh, mm. yeah, in that way, I think definitely yes, you take him on one, but I don't see East Bengal being too far behind. Right. And uh, ATK uh, won the title last season and most of the players, as you said, uh, most of the players uh, at at ATK MB have come from the ATK uh, team last season. And they are very settled, have uh, the same coaching staff. And now they've also got players of the quality of uh, Brad Inman. Uh, Do you think they are the favorites for the title again? Not exactly anybody, as I said, because this is, you know, it's a league come knockout. So, hmm. you know, I think the idea is first thing your priority is just to qualify in top four. Yeah. Once you qualify in top four, then it's anybody's game. Because last year, I think Goa was outstanding, FC Goa. Hmm. Um, but, you know, once you get into knockout stage, then it's uh, it's sometimes uh, mil- knockouts are always unpredictable most sometimes. So mm-hmm. one bad bad match you're out. Mm-hmm. So that happens. So I think top four is is where good teams are going to qualify. Once that top four gets in, once that knockout semi finals happen, mm-hmm. then it's it's anybody's game. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll button here now, Vaitim, and ask you. Does this mean, based on what you said, that ATK MB is it is, is it advantage ATK MB when they play C Bengal on November 27? And you cannot be diplomatic here and say both teams have an equal chance <laughs> and it is a derby and all that. I know that you've played enough of them, but based I, on I, what you're saying, I think yes, right now on papers and as a team, yes, they, they are definitely favourites, and uh, it's also happening in Goa. So mm-hmm. that way, ATK MB is definitely favourite because when you play in Kolkata, then the pressure, the passion uh, gets okay. to a different level. When right. you play in Kolkata, Davi, I think there's no favourites. I think you, on right. that particular day, the kind of passion you generate, the kind of support and confidence and 
and psychological you know strength and all that is it counts but uh, i think being in goa this year on papers definitely i think utk and is they will save it but i uh, i can see is bengal doing very very well as well right and that match is just lost a lot of fans at east bengal <laughs> no i think for east bengal this match is going to be the most important match for the league if east bengal can beat first match win against monbagan yeah. then i think the season is going to go set up very very well but yeah. i'm saying in terms of favorites on paper i think it's right now looking at it because mm-hmm. they've been together they, they've reported east bengal as that you know had to win the team very very late and also the player signings of in, in uh, of east bengal where you know you don't the best of players indian players were all gone right so you know you don't when you're making a building a team then you know all the good players left yeah, including like if sandeep bingham was still available but again that was also you know taken away by utk with mohan bagan so those factors so i think still wise but you know for me i think the favorites are utk mohan bagan but for me i would definitely want east bengal to win <laughs> right <laughs> and so by the now we have both uh, the two big uh, kolkata teams in the isl and uh, as far as the blueprint for the league structure is india in india is concerned the plan is to obviously expand uh, the league and open it to promotion and relegation in the coming years uh, according to you what would be the most uh, ideal scenario as far as the league structure is concerned I think promotion relegation is I think a very very good way to mm. start off with. So I think it'll it'll be good for because then every everyone will have to really work work mm. hard to be in the top league mm. and it also motivates a lot of other clubs across different parts of the country to bring in investors to build a good team and mm. try and play I league. So it also gives a lot of hopes mm. for teams like United to come to really build a team future to play I league that ambition uh, and the goal is there. So mm. those are I think important fa- factors as well. And uh, that is where I think the competition level of of the tournament is going to go even higher and mm. bigger. Right. So you're saying that you know the I League uh, United Sikkim will have an additional motivation to play in the I League because it gives them gives United Sikkim a path to go to the ISL when the promotion relegation thing starts. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Today, if I if I have to build a team and I know that I'm not going to play in the IS League, then mm-hmm. there's no motivation at all, and I'm not going right. to, and nor would any of the investors come to invest in in, in a club right. like mine. Uh, sponsorship right. is always a difficult challenge, and which is very rare right now for a second division or a second division mm-hmm. team like United Sikkim. But the only way is to get investors, mm-hmm. and if you don't get to play in the IS League, nobody is going to show interest investing money into it and what to play or just play the second kind of thing. Then I think you know it does not help. Right. So do you so, think it should be what you have eleven teams in the ISL now? Do you think what is a good number uh, that that for the top division to have some kind of a i think they'll definitely have to increase it at least at minimum 16 teams uh, uh, if they want to have a longer and a much competitive league in future yes. right. right and uh, talking about the i league uh, mohammedan sporting are back in the i league after 6 years 
and uh, uh, obviously we know the history of Mohammed and how big uh, a club they are and how much of a support they have. Uh, how important is it to have an institution of their stature back in the I League? I think it's very, very important. Mohammedan sporting has got same history and legacy as what Israel Monbagan is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right now they also have some new management in the club, so which uh, looks quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the club overall, once you have history and legacy, you need to have the right people, professional people coming and running it. Obviously, you need the sponsors and you need the investors coming into it. But you also need right people to run it. Mm-hmm. And uh, more the negative news, it does not really help any club. Mm-hmm. So I think Mohammedans are now, I think, building up, which looks very, very promising. And it's good to see that they're qualified for the I-League. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they can manage and run it properly with the uh, right news, right uh, you know, people into it, uh, the sponsors and the investors can definitely be more attractive to the clubs like Mountain, which has got huge fan following, huge legacy in history. Mm-hmm. So I think now it's up to Mohammedan to uh, show how to run it and how to take it forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's 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 in, in, in their own, they have their own destiny in their end to take the club either forward or backwards. Mm-hmm. You refused to play a game in the Federation Cup saying that the ground was unfit. And you have always been a player who's taken stands and this was something that even Subhash Dhomikar then coach said, I really have nothing to say because uh, if a player thinks that the ground is unfit, he has every right to not play. The reason why I'm giving this background is that in the ISL, you'll have three stadiums which will host a number of games. Do you see a situation like somebody like Bhai Chinghutia stepping in and saying, I don't, I won't play because the ground is not fit? No, I don't think that is not a bit because ISL has set standards for grounds in India. Okay. Okay. Today, we, I spoke about then when was that Asian Cup and said the conditions of the ground you can't play. Right now, mm-hmm. the ISL and ISL teams and ISL, uh, you know, the entire uh, ISL management are giving priority to grounds. So, okay. look at, you know, we've been speaking about it, nobody really heard. Now, everybody's realized, under-17 World Cup happened, that showed that we need to have top FIFA quality, at least three training grounds for one venue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that mm-hmm. opened up how important this is, is your ground. Because mm-hmm. it makes a lot of difference in terms of the quality of football. Mm-hmm. You know, and teams, teams uh, I, I've had an experience with my United team. We built a team which was a great team in first year of second division I League. Mm-hmm. We had a good team which we were supposed to qualify. We were placed, we, the entire league second division happened in Meghalaya, Shillong. All mm-hmm. the teams, second division teams were brought there in two, three venues. And we were made to play in a slushy during rainy Meghala at those, you know, rainfall during October, November time. Right. The ground right. condition, you just could not kick the ball. The ro- it wasn't rolling at all. But obviously, you know, the finances are difficult with All India Football Federation. They had to conduct it when all, when all the team. So you had to finish the league. Mm-hmm. So team like us who spend so much money building a team to play good quality football to qualify. And when you play in a you know, ground which you can't even pass around, then you don't get the benefit of having a good team. Yeah. You know, so and we lost out on the on the on, on the second we didn't qualify. So look at the amount of time investment that goes in and which is very unfair. 
so i think today if if isl is been played on those grounds you know all the coaches who walk out all the isl coaches who walk out the management who walk out then yeah. right now what team i have in united sikkim we have equal chance to win isl if you're going to make us play in padifield with you know with sikkim or bangalore fc you got a same chance yeah. Mm, so mm. it's important that you give good quality ground and uh, once you have quality ground i think your entire quality of football comes up mm-hmm. right but uh, you know again on on the isl how does it reflect on the league where you have a number of teams that have not cleared the licensing test this time it's been a problem with football in india but here you have you're talking of professionalism you're talking of you know setting standards and a number of isl teams still don't clear licensing test I think they'll have to start. The federation will have to start taking it seriously. And uh, mm. I think the grassroots is something every ISL, IME clubs will have to do it. Uh, and uh, it, I think they will uh, in future because uh, it is also going to be once the relegation promotion happens, then your team is all about the grassroots and your and your youth development. And a uh, lot of clubs, smaller clubs in IME. would survive through developing strong grassroots and lot of hiring players to the isl yeah and if isl clubs can't develop the youth system they'll have to keep spending money to buy the players mm-hmm. otherwise if they don't have good team they'll get relegated so that i think is going to help uh, in that way because today if you're looking at all spain england italy all all everybody focuses all the clubs focuses on youth development because it's just not about youth development it is also about revenue it's a it's a business model for them spending on on the young mm-hmm. right. so mm-hmm. and that is where i think it will benefit uh, indian football relegation promotion right mm. and uh, byjok uh, the indian men's national team uh, hasn't played a single game in 2020 and of course the pandemic the situation is uh, not very ideal at the moment and we've seen on social media there is talk about how uh, even nepal and bangladesh have played internationals uh, what is your view uh, on this situation ideally i think they should be playing but it depends on afc as, as well allowing and uh, indian government to allow as well i'm sure federation would definitely would love to play because uh, you know mm. they also can't play without the clearance from government of india and the afc yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that I don't think the federation has anything to blame us. But mm-hmm. uh, ACB, I think right now we are out of the World Cup qualifiers because mm-hmm. more or less I think we are not yeah. yeah. qualifying. Mm-hmm. So oh, that uh, does not make a big difference. So mm-hmm. uh, if we are not late, also I, I think it's right now. I, for, for me, I don't think it makes a big difference because they are anyway out and not qualified. Mm-hmm. So we can never get now the. Play also just go, they like to just finish their quota of matches to be played. Mm-hmm. They like to play for the sake of playing that matches. You know, by the way, Sandesh and JJ make comebacks uh, from long injury-related issues. As someone who's had struggles with injuries, especially in the later half of your career, how difficult is it to make such a comeback when you are off football for close to a year or more? I don't think it'll make a big difference uh, for them because they've had time with the pandemic. They have had uh, the time to really recover and work on the fitness. Okay. So I think when you have injuries like that, the first thing is you know the recovery is very very important. 
and while cover that fitness to gain the fitness is is the key factors so when we, because of the pandemic they've had time to do the fitness recover so i think it's a blessing in disguise for them and at the wow. same time they're not very very old jj is just 29 30 mm. and sunday is like younger younger as well uh, uh. so it does not really bother it's only about getting their fitness back and making sure that their injury is completely healed because okay. what happens with with the season time you know there is a rush there is a pressure there is a demand and you are also wanting to come back uh, you know seeing the matches happening and that comes in so i think with pandemic i don't see having much of a problem for both of them and the age is also there so it does that uh, i think now they definitely worked on their fitness and now they've started training with the team so i don't see much of a problem that way Okay. Right, and uh, Bajung. Before we finish this, uh, I just wanted to know your thoughts uh, on your political career. I mean, a uh, few years back, we saw you uh, active uh, in the West Bengal uh, Assembly elections, and last year you had floated a political party ahead of the general elections. Uh, can we expect yeah, to see more of you in mainstream politics in the coming years? I think uh, what I should have done. Much was to start my own political party with my friend Jerin Sikkim what we did one and a half two years ago hmm. okay i think west bengal was also a learning experience but it was more like a star thing you don't really get to build and do any organizational work hmm. so yeah i think in sikkim is you started building it you're doing everything political party with all your friends and building an organization so you're work, working from bottom to top whereas in bengal is more of top to bottom Mm. Okay, so you know, I think uh, uh, at the end, uh, it, everything what you do is it teaches you and gives you experience. But uh, right now, I feel is more challenging. Uh, it sometimes a lot of frustration, frustrating, but it gives you satisfaction that you're doing everything on your own and it's under your control mm. and. Uh, and that is where you're with the people you're knowing you you you're listening to their issues problems mm. and and working there so that is more challenging but uh, mm. it's more fun mm. much better that is so by the time yeah. the next uh, general elections and the next sikkim assembly elections come can we expect to see you again come back stronger in the political so, arena so i think important thing is right now to really build Uh, the organization because we've got two political parties here in Sikkim which are both local parties mm-hmm. and I think there's a huge space for a new political party to come in which obviously is is a completely transparent, corrupt-free uh, and young you know young leaders who are you know who's got real great uh, vision and and I think uh, mm-hmm. sincerity to do work for the people of Sikkim. I think that. Uh, is the that space for that party is there mm-hmm. and hopefully i think people of sikkim now would look into that and rather than just look into you know mm-hmm. uh, parties that are that are just on on uh, community and money and i think that kind of politics i think people of sikkim have seen it i think they're now mm-hmm. i'm sure bachun you know th- th- thank you for your mm-hmm. time and the next time much before we uh, the next assembly and uh, general election we will this podcast if this continues we'll 
possibly have to talk to Chief Minister Vaichung Bhutia as the I've not done politics here. I started my political <laughs> party with our friends to become CM. In fact, when we started this party, I I was not the president as well, nor was a CM candidate. I refused to be it. It's mm. just that we need to give a clean, good, uh, you know, people in 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 the political life that is gonna sincerely work for people of Sikkim. Right. Uh, so I think that is that is that is I think the most important thing here in here in Sikkim plus in India as well. Right. Mm. Right. 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 So thank you again, Bajum, uh, and all, all all the best for your political uh, career and whatever else you do. And yeah, look forward to hosting you again sometime in the future. Thank you, Bajum. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. See you next time. Then this was an episode of Kicks for Free. Do like and follow us on at HT Smartcast. on facebook instagram and twitter and write to us at podcast@hindustantimes.com you can also follow us on our twitter handles at dhimanht and at bhargav sharma you can listen to more podcasts by logging into htsmartcast.com this was a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast HD Smartcast